Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Rock Hard Caucus. This is our 20... <laughs> is it a 7th uh, or 8th? Uh, fuck if I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's our it's our third episode since quarantine started, I think. Is it your third or our third? Or, or yeah, it might be yeah, it might be more than that. Since I, I wasn't on the last one. Yeah, last time we had uh, Chris and Shane from Eat the Rich, uh, but today we have no special guests. It's just uh, <laughs> just a regular old Rock Hard Caucus episode with Justin, Evan, and Natalie. Yep, and I'm pouring one out for Chuck. We miss you, bro. We miss you, Chuck. Rest in peace, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> <For the laughs> He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Someday he will return to us. We look forward to it. So today we have uh, some some fun stories to present to our audience. Uh, we're going to talk about the news. Oh, boy. My favorite. I love the fucking news, especially right now. I'm going blind into all of this, by the way. I did Good. not read anything you guys said. <laughs> I have no idea what this is about. I know it involves Pizza Ranch, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to start off with a couple of uh, recent news stories, and then I believe Evan has some investigative... Investiga- uh, investigative journalism. <laughs> yeah. An expose into fucking Pizza Ranch. Yeah, so look forward to that. I'm, we're going to kind of ramp up to it, and then we'll go all in on Pizza Ranch at the end. So up first, I've got uh, a Des Moines Register article by Ian Richardson. This is a couple weeks old now. It came out on April 13th. Uh, the headline is, Republican in Iowa's 2nd District primary calls for Islam's religious status to be revoked. So it's literally not a religion to you, apparently. Right, yeah. It's How do you revoke yeah, the yeah, religious that's status like... of a religion? <laughs> what? what does that mean? Well, we can uh, we can see what he had to say uh, and how he I'm justifies. sure it's very well reasoned. <laughs> yeah, let's see how he justifies that position. A Republican candidate for Iowa's second congressional district whose platform calls for redefining Islam as militant cultural imperialism seeking world domination drew fire Monday for saying he doesn't believe Islam is protected under the First Amendment. Pella Republican Rick Phillips told Quad Cities television station WHBF that he believes the Founding Fathers were specifically talking about Christianity and its denominations when they established <laughs> the freedom of religion, outlined in the Bill of Rights. You are free to be a Lutheran or a Methodist or maybe a Catholic. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little... I don't know about that it's one. a little yeah. sus. <laughs> But yeah, what? Why Islam though? Is doesn't that mean that every religion other than Christianity, like Scientology, should be uh, also not protected? I wonder why he targets Islam. Yeah, specifically. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> they were not talking about anti-Christian beliefs, he said. Now, if a person doesn't want to believe in Christ, that's their business. But to say that this First Amendment right includes all religions in the world, I think, is erroneous. Reached by the Des Moines Register Monday afternoon, Phillips said he has spent time personally studying Islam and believes that when a Muslim (laughs) swears the oath to the Constitution using the Quran, that negates the constitutional law because they are, quote, sworn to turn this country into an Islamic country. Oh, my goodness. This sounds like he's interpreting the Constitution, which is bad. Like, he should be a judicial originalist. Yeah, I mean, constitutional originalist. You, you should think about the literal, like, meaning of the text saying that, like, 
no, you know, freedom of religion. Yeah. What is the? Text? I'm a real conservative I here. <laughs> I don't have the. Uh, Fuck if I know. I don't know. I don't know what it actually the, says. Establishment clause memorized. <laughs> <laughs> I I can say with confidence though I don't believe it says uh, all Christian denominations are. There's an asterisk. Allowed. Yeah, I think it, it says does all say, religions, and then yeah. it says only Christian oriented or influenced religions. Yeah. He said, former President Barack Obama brought several Muslims into the country, and there has been an increasing number of mosques built since 9-11. All this is packaged as if it's harmless, and stuff like that, he said. (laughs) But I really see this as an invasion to install a caliphate, an Islamic form of government, here. (laughs) No one says caliphate besides (laughs) these people. Hey, I'm going to guess he says Sharia law. (laughs) <laughs> oh um, yeah we'll see we'll see i do have his website <laughs> pulled up as well so i'm sure we'll find it somewhere if not in this article okay is this dave Loebsack's district it is yeah it's my district okay your district yeah yeah and f- for a little background information dave Loebsack is retiring this year so he is not running for re-election oh i didn't know that yeah yeah uh there's mm-hmm. only there's only one democrat running in the primary rita hart most recently uh known for the, for the Running for vice governor. Losing an election in 2018. (laughs) Uh, But there are currently five Republican candidates running in their primary. Mm. And this is the extreme left-wing area that includes Iowa City. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, for Iowa standards, the second district is like the furthest left. But before Loebsack was elected in, I want to say, 2003, I think is the, the first... Or the twenty oh my God, 2002 really? election, I think. And Has it been he, that long? And then God he went damn. into office in 2003. Yeah, I think. Uh, but before that, it was held by Republicans since uh, the 78 election, I think. So that's like 25 years of uh, Republican representation. There's been a lot of like redistricting and stuff uh, in the meantime. But in general, it's been like this area of the state. So it's not like guaranteed that it's going to go mm-hmm. through this year. Like, I would say it probably will, but it's definitely possible that it will flip back to red. Damn, that's scary. And in fact, uh, Cook Political Report rates this district as a toss-up. Uh, so does Sabato's Crystal Ball. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I've heard of that before. It's just like one guy with a blog, but like he's he's got cred. <laughs> he's got major clout, so everyone listens to him. Even though his website is like the corniest name you could even come up with if you're like a fucking political wonk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, inside Elections gives our district uh, tilt Democratic. So it's possible. It could flip red, um, especially if there's, you know, like a really weak candidate at the top of the ticket. Um, <laughs> 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 if that happens, um, yeah. Well, if Lobsack won, then I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But I yeah, guess but yeah. he doesn't. We don't have incumbent, uh, you know, benefits this time because Lobsack's bailing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he's not the most exciting character. No, he's, he's not. not uh... but, <laughs> but he did have a you know long running service record that helped yeah. him out. I think he's a name everybody knows at least. Um, and last time he got 53.7 percent of the vote, or not last time, but in 2016. Uh, he got 53.7% mm-hmm. of the vote, and Christopher Peters got 46.2. So The plasma doctor. Plasma donation doctor. <laughs> right. What? He's, 
yeah, Chris yes. Peters, he's more of a libertarian than like a straight yeah. up Republican, but uh, I believe our friend uh my friend of the show, Adam <laughs> Sullivan, ran his campaign. I think so. he Yeah. He was yeah, involved. I think yeah, I think he might have been the like, yeah, the manager, honestly. Plasma donation is the darkest thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, he was like the medical supervisor for BioLife. Oh wait. Right, right, right. I know who that is. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's the most libertarian profession that you could possibly have. Like, what if you were to simply sell your blood? To yeah, me I'm a doctor. So that rich yeah, people, rich people can get medicine. We can se- Yeah, we can sell it to a pharmaceutical corporation. Yes. So you come in and you sell your blood, and <laughs> like it's the darkest thing I can think of. I, I pledge the Hippocratic oath, but I mean, this shit is pretty profitable. Fucked up. Fucked up. My only point bringing him up was that the last general election that we had here, it wasn't like particularly close, but it was like, you know, within seven points. So it's within the mm-hmm. realm of possibility if if uh, the Democratic nominee at the top of the ticket does poorly, it's totally possible that we could flip. Which sucks. No way that is, <laughs> yeah. though, because we have an exciting, <laughs> vibrant non-rapist at the top Dang. of the ticket. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how this plays out, but I, I would be a little bit surprised if it flipped. I mean... I would be, I, too. I, I would be pretty surprised, actually. I mean, but I don't know, man. It's hard to hard to say right now <laughs> anything. Yeah, it's, Fuck it's possible, but I would also be surprised. Uh, back to the article... Both the Council on American-Islamic Relations, a Muslim civil rights and advocacy group, and the Republican Party of Iowa have condemned Phillips' remarks. In a news release, Robert S. McCaw, Director of Government Affairs for CARE, that's the Council on American-Islamic Relations, called on state and national Republican Party leadership to repudiate these Islamophobic unconstitutional views. The Constitution must protect Americans of all faiths, he said. The kind of hatred and anti-American views promoted by Mr. Phillips places in danger both constitutional protections of religious freedoms and the safety of ordinary American Muslims. Republican Party of Iowa spokesman Aaron Britt said in an email that Phillips' comments are not reflective of the views of the Republican Party of Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Not out loud, maybe. <laughs> he typed that one up way in advance. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a, you know, a form response. Mm-hmm. The 59-year-old Phillips, who resides in Pella, is among five candidates running in the Republican primary for the seat, from which Representative Dave Loebsack is retiring at the end of his term. Yeah, already said that. Phillips is an Iowa native and Marine Corps veteran who is semi-retired after working for years as a vacuum cleaner repairman and salesman. He ran unsuccessfully in the U.S. House 3rd <laughs> District primary in 1996 and lost a bid for Mahaska County Sheriff in 2004. In 2010, he attempted unsuccessfully to get on the ballot in the governor's race as part of the Constitution Party. Oh, Iowa. my God. <laughs> He's a vacuum salesman. That's that's so <laughs> fucking 1950s. <laughs> and his politics are right in line with that. So um, Adam, Adam Sullivan was communications director for the fucking ghoul doctor. Ah, give him way too much credit. Cut that. <laughs> I'm on his LinkedIn now. It's really stupid. He has a cawing bald eagle as his cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
A platform posted to Phillips' campaign website labels Islam as a hostile ideology antithetical to the United States Constitution and calls for its religious status to be revoked. He told WHBF that he was not promoting hate, but was, quote, just calling a spade a spade. (laughs) He told the register that he believes increasing Muslim involvement in politics is to, quote, disassemble our Constitution. He pointed to two Muslim members of Congress, Democratic U.S. <sighs> reps Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar of Minnesota, as examples. Wow. Two out of 435 <laughs> and then 100 senators. Oh, my God, you guys. He's fucking disgusting. I'm looking at a picture of him. You're looking at uh, Mr. Phillips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ew. He's one of those people who, like forgot he needs to get professional headshots before he does something like this so it's a grainy picture of him, like, from an underneath angle like oh ooh. wow cool <laughs> <laughs> it's he has the look of a guy who tried to run for the uh, constitution party they all yeah. <laughs> i can imagine i'm not gonna google him because gross dude but phillips who oh. describes himself as quote your nostalgic kind of american patriot oh i mean yeah vacuum salesman dude that's hilarious <laughs> said he's running because he sees an encroachment on american values by the quote lgbtq agenda and pushes by muslims communists socialists and marxists hell yeah <laughs> Communists, socialists, and Marxists, all three. (laughs) Other planks of the platform include abolishing the Federal Department of Education, securing the nation's borders by putting a 10-year moratorium on immigration until the illegal immigration situation is resolved, and loosening gun restrictions. 10 years? 10 years of no immigration. Very realistic uh, proposal there. I mean, I don't know. This guy is dime a dozen. This is how they think. Yeah, the uh, abolishing the Department of Education is like not at mm, all. That's out of the not. Ordinary. Yeah, that's in. Like Rick Perry said that mm-hmm. it's in the ball ballpark. Yeah. Was that when he forgot which departments he was going to cut on that debate stage that one time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also he was the head. Now he's the head of one of the departments. He said that. He mm. was- <laughs> <laughs> right. E- education was one that he remembered. Energy is the one he forgot. And then energy oh. is the job that Trump gave him. The one mm-hmm. that he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't know what it was. He thought it was about oil and gas. <laughs> Um, you will be shocked to know that Mr. Phillips feels that we are have an overkill response to the pandemic and we're being unreasonable. <laughs> are you looking at his website? Because I was going to get to that in a second. Um, no, I just Googled him because I wanted to see if he was okay. fucking ugly and he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's jowly and his, his skin has rotted exactly as you do. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, one more little bit here. Phillips is a long-shot candidate in the primary facing fellow Republicans Tim Borchardt, Stephen Everly, uh, Iowa Senator Marionette Miller-Meeks, and former Illinois Congressman Bobby Schilling in the upcoming June 2nd primary. Dang. The winner will face Rita Hart of Wheatland, who is running as the sole Democrat. Not at all a warning sign that there's a competitive primary happening. And Do we know anything about her? I've never heard of her, to be entirely honest. Rita Hart? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. She like she was on the ticket with um, Fred Hubble for governor in 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, if she's associated with Fred Hubble, then I'm sure she's she's great. Just, do you have to be a registered Democrat to vote in the primaries? Yeah, I just 
<laughs> fucking unregistered as a Democrat, but you can still register in person. So do I have to go back and do it to vote for Kimberly Graham? Yes. Uh, I know. I'm in the same boat. I, I didn't think about that <laughs> until a uh, friend of the pod, Brandon, reminded me on, on Twitter. Guys, jump the gun. A uh, reminder to our listeners, you can uh, request an absentee ballot at sos.iowa.gov. And then uh, I would uh, encourage you to vote for Kimberly Graham in the Senate primary. She's mm-hmm. obvious, obviously the best candidate that is running in the primary. So She supports Medicare for all. She, is at all, she was at all the Bernie events. Yep. She, she's really cool. That's my litmus to, test. I have to fucking re-register now. God damn it. If there's one thing I care about that will make me vote for someone, it's Medicare for all. Yes. And I think that should yeah. be the, we can should continue to press that as like the main issue for progressives or whatever the fuck. I'm sorry for using the word progressive, but. Yeah, it's fake. <laughs> Just, that's yeah. stupid. Don't say that anymore. I'm sorry. But Trisha, no, 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 not <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, listeners, listen, it means nothing. Just say you're a socialist. Fucking own it. You know, yep. the word progressive means nothing. They took it from us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so Hillary Clinton called herself progressive. Yeah. Which, yeah, Everyone's progressive, progressive uh, literally like began as a synonym for socialism or socialist rather. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so um, this guy, Rick Phillips, he's, uh, you know, we just, we heard some of his opinions uh, about Islam, about the Department of Education, etc. Uh, but he has a very like, uh, you know, sophisticated campaign website uh, if you go to theswampfox.net. Um, <laughs> I, just lo- I just looked that up, too. Wait, can I pause for a sec to say something yeah. that makes me angry? Um, okay. So I looked up Rita Hart, and she has absolutely nothing on her. She has no platform, nothing. She decides a description of, like, her family. Dang. And then a way to contribute and to sign up for her mailing list. No platform on Jesus. Well, all. I mean, she gets to run unopposed, so... What those elections are? What in June or July? June. June. Yeah, primaries in June. Okay, well, she gets to she gets to chill until June. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At which she point she starts she her campaign. Was one of nine children growing up in a divided household. Her mom a Republican, her dad a Democrat, and like that that helps her understand. Oh, oh I man, it, I, hate it, I hate it. She has five <laughs> children, um, and goes to St. Anne's Catholic Church in Long Grove. A Catholic, I would never vote for her. Oh no, no, that's not not under freedom of religion (laughs) at all. (laughs) She sounds like a worthy heir to Dave Lopesack. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, anyway, carry on. Okay, sorry. So the (laughs) swampfox.net. He has an explanation for you know why his campaign website is the Swamp Fox. Marion County received its name from South Carolina Brigadier General Francis Marion of the Revolutionary War. During the war, Marion earned the name the Swamp Fox for his unorthodox and irregular way of conducting himself as a military leader. Washington, D.C. is a swamp complex that's usurped (laughs) too much power. (laughs) President Trump has invaded the swamp and needs a house that will help meet his objectives. That means less power for establishment elites and more power for the people. I will work with the president in meeting that objective. Drain the swamp. But you're saying you're from the swamp. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're the swamp fox. So, hmm. He's the, the fox that enters the swamp and then and then drains it. Yeah, but, but you <laughs> have the know. swamp stink on you when you go into the swamp. You can't, you can't go into the swamp and expect it to come out like a, the same fox. You're, you're a different <laughs> fox when you come out of the swamp. That's how corruption happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
why District 2 should support Rick Phillips. My plan is designed to stop a democratic, socialist, and Islamic plan from progressing. Let's quit wasting the minds of Iowa's youth to harmful anti-American indoctrination under the guise of education. Let's stop the flood of illegal aliens so we can teach what's here to assimilate with American values and provide a lawful means of protection and defense for our patriotic American citizens without criminalizing them. Uh, let's let me see. Let's stop the flood of illegal aliens so we can teach what's here. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> we can teach what's here to assimilate. Non-people. Yeah. Non-humans. Inanimate objects. Rick is not a professional politician. He's a lifelong resident and concerned citizen of Iowa. Just one of you. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Uh, he's got a big Trump sign on his website, so we know where he stands. Uh, here's a quote from Thomas Jefferson. Okay, he's, <laughs> he's got a simple four-plank platform. Plank number one, Kay. abolish the Federal Department of Education. That's Kay. number one. That's number one. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> that's the first that's one. The num- that's the most important priority. Uh, there's there's a picture here. He's got sort of uh, like diagrams and stuff to visual aids for his platform. Uh, who And this one says, who should control education, parents or government? So he's advocating homeschooling, I guess. Uh, stop the influences of perversion, communist indoctrination, and Mohammedanism in our schools. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mohammedanism. <laughs> Is that like supposed to be an own? Because <laughs> like... You can just say Islam, like your people will understand what you mean. <laughs> like, what what is the point of that? Nothing has ever indoctrinated me into American exceptionalism and capitalism harder than public school. So true. They should really be trying to like having taken like I don't. It just my entire public school experience, like you know, really made me believe in it and taking AP Econ. And mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about listening to the, or when I was in fifth grade doing um, half the year unit on the fucking quote unquote explorers, which was really the like <laughs> colonizers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm, like yeah. you should want the schools to stay exactly as they are because like there's no communist ideology going on oh, there. Absolutely. At least not in any, any school that I attended. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, the right has exerted their influence over the public school system. Oh yeah, in its current state, even if they want to abolish it entirely, they have like control over yeah, all the textbooks and infiltrated stuff. the Texas Board of Education so they could change yeah. Texas's standards for te- uh, you know what's allowed to be taught, and then all of these other states followed because Texas is so big and yeah. prints a lot of textbooks. Yeah, Texas is the biggest education system in the country, so pretty much everything that happens there happens everywhere. Yeah, so the publishers of those textbooks, uh, because they're capitalists, decided to just go with what Texas printed, because why would they bother making two different versions of the same textbook? Right. Fucked. (laughs) Swamp Fox plank number two is immigration law that works for Americans and secure borders. Uh, Next to this is a picture. Uh, It's the the moon and the star, you know, the Islam symbol, uh, with a big no circle with a slash over it. Big red no Islam. <laughs> so, you know, just straight up racist, basically. Powerful symbolism. Uh, no identification proving residence equals no voting in American elections. So we got some voter ID stuff going on. You already got your way, dude. Again, these people have everything going their way, and it's still not enough because, like, any sort of threat to the establishment is, like, existential to them. Swamp Fox plank number three. 
the Second Amendment is our right. Uh, we got a couple pictures of Revolutionary War stuff here, uh, and a link to uh, the Brownells website. <laughs> Shop Brownells, Iowa-based <laughs> online gun store. <laughs> Just uh, an advertisement for a gun store on my campaign website. That's normal. <laughs> I worked in a, a book bindery that made Brownells catalogs, and uh, so I spent like an entire summer like putting their catalogs into boxes <laughs> nice. at the end of the assembly line or at the end of the book binder. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> All right. I think this is probably the most important plank. This is Swamp Fox plank number four. Tell me your issue. <laughs> I also have an unspecified fourth plank to offer district constituents making provision for your issue that should also <laughs> be represented at the federal level. <laughs> There are many, many issues in the Republican Party of Iowa platform that I agree with, but only so much a candidate can campaign on as core issues. If I don't have an answer, I will tell you. If I don't know about something, teach me. Let me know what your thoughts and interests are using this unspecified plank, and I will take a consensus of the response and represent that too. I want to be your representative. Please tell me what you would do if you were in my shoes. And there's a button here to email him. Choose your own policy. That's direct democracy, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, the email address is rphillips2017 at gmail.com if anyone would like to suggest uh, um, Swamp Fox Plank number four. Question, can I can I email him if I'm a communist? <laughs> uh, give it a shot. See what he thinks. His, his fucking website clip art is amazing. <laughs> I, I love him. His about section is so funny. His like, fucking blogging, I love him. This oh is something God. that I've thought about, like, this is obviously not, like, feasible or a campaign that would win, but, like, it would be funny to run a congressional campaign and your entire platform is just like, listen, every time something comes up, I'll just put it to a vote to everyone in the district, and I'll just do what you say every time. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, direct democracy. Yeah, Hell yeah, I mean, dude. It's not a terrible idea. I mean, I basically Power to the people. It, but, but this guy's nuts. So. Yeah. Well, we know how, how far his idea of democracy extends right. if you're non-Christian. Yeah, so I, I, I recommend this uh, website to everyone listening. Check it out, theswampfox.net. Send our friend Rick an email. Uh, let him know what his fourth plank should be. <laughs> what should we send him? What should we tell him his plank should be? Well, we could take something from our list of demands from the first <laughs> episode of this show. Everyone has to be gay now. <laughs> I think he would like that one the best, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Register article said he is a long shot candidate, but I think, you know, we could really maybe turn things around for him <laughs> if, we, if we just suggest the right platform plank to him. It uh, might. No, we're going to ironically elect this guy <laughs> using <laughs> our incredible states. power and reach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good luck to Rick Phillips in the Republican primary in Iowa's second district. Um, you know, there are four other candidates running, but I think he has a shot despite what the naysayers <laughs> may may believe. Hey, I mean, the vote's going to be split. Might be able to eke out or to win. Maybe I should register as a Republican and vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, all the incentive to. Might as well. Although then I wouldn't be able to vote for Kimberly Graham in the Senate primary. Oh, so. true. Mm. Nah, I'll stay where I am. <laughs> Dang. And so, ugh, oh, I'm so mad about this. So... Can I just show up at the polls and do it and then go change yeah, it back? Yeah, it's same rules. You can still like re-register in, in person. Okay. Okay, uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I stayed registered as a Democrat so that I could uh, participate in the state conventions, and I just uh, submitted my ballot, I think, yesterday. Oh, man. Pretty uneventful. 
Are they going to do a Zoom conference? It was just like via online form. I don't know if there's oh. ever going to be well, any sort I, of... Well, I think they're doing virtual conventions, aren't they? Not for the county, at least, but oh, dang. when it gets when it gets bigger and more important, maybe they will. Jesus. I mean, Tom Perez is still pushing forward and saying that they're going to do like an in-person national convention, isn't he? No, no, no. They they postponed... Well, they... they I think... They postponed it, but I think... I think you're... He hasn't yeah. said anything about... Yeah. You're, they didn't do anything virtual. I think they've already like scaled it down pretty far, but yeah, I think they're do, still planning on having it like in person. Oh, boy. I... <laughs> yeah, I hope it uh, does not come to pass, but we'll see. Okay, let's move on to uh, a second news story. This one's a bit more recent. It came out on the 22nd. It's another Des Moines Register article. This one written by Stephen Gruber Miller. The headline is, This Iowa family is behind the reopen protests popping up across the country. Evan, I think you sent this one to me. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. It was on the front page of the uh, Des Moines Register, so. Yeah, this is a big one. A pro-gun Iowa family is helping to spur protests in Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, and New York over state-imposed restrictions designed to slow the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I love that the family's description is a pro-gun Iowa family. (laughs) That's their (laughs) number one issue, the gun family. Yeah, I mean, I can see how there's a common cause between those people and the uh, uh, anti-lockdown people. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Using their state-specific Facebook group pages with a total of over 200,000 followers, Iowa's Door family has helped organize the protests against coronavirus restrictions and business closures in those states. That's D-O-R-R, Iowa's Door family. Their protests have usually drawn hundreds of demonstrators, but the movement has drawn worldwide news coverage and support from key Republican groups. Now, the group may be expanding protests to other states over state-imposed restrictions designed to slow the spread of COVID-19, the potentially fatal disease caused by the new coronavirus. Damn. I, I hope they aren't related to Bob Dorr. <laughs> right. He's a radio legend. Yeah, he, he rules. <laughs> so... <laughs> Public health officials have urged people to stay at home to prevent further spread of the virus, a measure that has also had dire economic impacts on Americans. I love how general this article is. <laughs> people are not aware of this. Aaron Dorr, executive director of Iowa Gun Owners, and several of his brothers created Facebook groups to organize the protests in those states and elsewhere. The Dorr brothers, Chris, Ben, Aaron, and Matthew, uh, like the gospels yeah those are those are some american ass names (laughs) have made themselves known among conservatives for their profitable anti-establishment facebook groups that are (laughs) pro-gun and anti-abortion profitable facebook groups man yeah these guys have figured if you build it they will come if you build the shitty facebook page people who have shitty opinions will come no it's out it's all astroturf oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure they probably start it with a bunch of bots to begin with and then yeah mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of coke money that they funnel into i mean it's fake yeah like it's like this is actually like legitimately true that it's like It's funded by the same Tea Party people. I believe it. Their anti-quarantine pages were developed with the same private registrar, according to an NBC analysis, and the brothers are reportedly listed as administrators on those state-specific anti-quarantine pages. Uh, They don't include any links there, so not really fun. (laughs) Doors Facebook groups have functioned as a digital hub that has elevated misinformation, such as alleging that health officials are intentionally inflating COVID-19 death tallies and comparing the new virus to the flu. ABC and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. 
However, their pages have gained an immediate following. Surprise! Could be, uh, could be no false shit. profiles. <laughs> I like how they think that there's an incentive for the government to inflate fucking COVID numbers and not like all of the incentive in the world to downplay them. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like what would be, I guess the motivation would be to keep everything locked down. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. So there are like people within our own government trying to tank our economy or what? <laughs> yeah, so that they can sell it to China. The Chinese. Not like that already happened or anything. <laughs> <laughs> One of their pages, the Wisconsinites Against Excessive Quarantine, was created a week ago and now has 105,000 followers. I'm sure that's organic. That Facebook group description reads, It's time to open our state, that's in all caps, and stop Governor Evers' excessive quarantine. Politicians are on a power trip, controlling our lives, destroying our businesses, passing laws behind the cover of darkness, and forcing us to hand over our freedoms and our livelihood. Aw, <laughs> oh, poor you. Right, written by somebody who apparently is profiting off of Facebook groups. Mm. So his livelihood's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, he's got more eyeballs on Facebook. I mean, shit. Sounds like a recipe for for profit. He's thriving. Yeah. Honestly, if you wanted to build out a conspiracy theory here... This guy is encouraging people to rally in the midst of the stay-at-home orders, getting more people sick, keeping the uh, the quarantine measures, like, prolonging them. So more people are looking at his Facebook pages over time. I think this guy has the motivation to make this worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ben Dorr and members of his Facebook page plan to hold a protest at the Wisconsin State Capitol on Friday in Madison. I believe that happened. Uh, we're recording on Sunday, just for a peek behind the curtain. I think they did do a protest in Madison on Friday, didn't they? Uh, I'm not sure, but it's, yeah, I'm sure it did happen. (laughs) Yeah. There have been more than 820,000 coronavirus cases in the United States with about 45,000 deaths as of Wednesday morning. Um, I don't know what the total's at now, but we're a few days past this. We're going to hit a million probably, right? Oh, I'm... Presumably. Yeah, definitely. Like by the end of the month, possibly. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. Not sure, but yeah, it's it's coming for sure. Well, that 820,000 number is only like confirmed cases, right? right? So that's that's based on the testing that's happened. So I'm sure it's over a million. Yeah. I know New York finally did add the uh, suspected um, COVID deaths to their uh, tallies. So I, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're counting those. I mean, I assume they, they would be, but yeah, yeah. Aaron Dorr told the USA Today Network there have not been any protests in Iowa so far, but quote, we'll see what comes of this. A growing number of state lawmakers are reaching out, telling us how antsy the Republican caucuses are to end this excessive quarantine. Yeah, what the good... excessive quarantine in Iowa. They, they, exactly. They don't have to protest here. Nothing. They do not have to protest here. We're already like we had the most cases um, any time on Friday. And now yeah. like Reynolds is already trying to reopen shit like farmers yeah, markets and peaked. shit. Yeah. God, it's insane. A website, reopeniowa.com, redirects to a page on the Iowa gun owner's website urging people following similar language on the other state pages to, quote, email Governor Reynolds and demand she reopen Iowa for business now. Uh, well, she she has heard your request, I think. <laughs> uh, the virus has claimed, this is a quote from them as well, this virus has claimed the lives of 0.002% of the state's population, while sending over 160,000 Iowans into horrific financial devastation. Our members asked for a vehicle with which to make their voices heard, and we are happy to give them that voice. 
Doerr said in a text message responding to a question about why he believes protesting coronavirus-related restrictions is important. Some Iowa Republicans have been critical of Doerr for years, arguing that his aggressive tactics alienate even those whose views align with his. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. quaint. <laughs> I'm sure they still fucking vote for you, so who cares? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Current House Majority Leader Matt Windschittle. Is that how you say that guy's name? I hope so. <laughs> uh, from Missouri Valley called Doerr a charlatan in 2015 during a fight over a gun rights bill, saying Doerr does things in a fashion to create calamity and to help him to raise money. His brothers, Ben and Chris, run the group's Minnesota Gun Rights and Ohio Gun Owners. Sounds like they have a good grift. I, I like the strategy of just um, starting with just like one page and then just creating it over and over again for yeah. different states. That's a pro Facebook spammer move. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it before. <laughs> I've heard about a certain podcast network. <laughs> I was there is a, thinking the same yeah, thing. I was yeah. thinking exactly that. <laughs> Also, like I, I would uh, hazard a guess that this family, uh, in fact, donates to the Iowa Republican Party. So I'm sure that this guy's complaints are about uh, tactics that actually benefit him and his party. Mm. Oh, in fact, uh, <laughs> here's a quote from Aaron. It's always a pleasure to be accused of fundraising from politicians who have their hand out seeking donations 24-7. Aaron Dorr wrote in the text to the USA Today Network on Tuesday, We love fighting for our members, and they love supporting organizations that fight for them. We don't apologize for anything! Exclamation point. We Damn. love fighting for our members. That's the quote to remember from that one, I think. <laughs> Fight for your members. <laughs> I'm trying to make a dick joke. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> this is a podcast for penis jokes. It if is you, true. <laughs> if you've never thought about the title of the show, just just think about it for a second. I did not consent to the title. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. I do wonder how many people are like, I will not listen to a podcast called Rock Hard Caucus. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm particularly worried about that, but... <laughs> I mean, it's their loss. Their loss, exactly. We've got highbrow, sophisticated political insights going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think we covered uh, the, the basics of that uh, coronavirus protest story. Um, there's no need to protest in Iowa because the state government has not taken the measures that are necessary in the state, and a lot of people are going to get sick, and a lot of people are going to die as a result. So no reason to protest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our, our extremely pro-life government. There is a reason to pray, though. Gotta pray. Did you guys pray on the day of prayer? Oh, I forgot. Can I do it now? I, it I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> if I pray now, will it have the same effect? Or was it nope. like it had to be everyone combined nope. at the same time? It had to be everyone combined at the same time. That's why it failed. We had to rise, send your prayers up to the good Lord together at exactly the same day. What was the goal? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that we failed, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was expecting the world to magically become a better place, but um, turns out it's actually worse. Yeah, we've been gradually, I think, descending. Yeah. So uh, y'all motherfuckers like Pizza Ranch? Woo! I love Pizza Ranch, dude. <laughs> can, can we take a moment and talk about how good their fucking buffet is? <laughs> okay, so you, you think the Pizza Ranch buffet is good? <laughs> yes. It's 
it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I have such good memories there because my family is just like cheap as oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So cheap. And you can like, I mean, you can make yourself, you can make a, a family of eight sick. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just go to fucking town. Yeah. And that, des- that dessert pizza. <laughs> the cactus and- bread is what they call it. According to my oh, research. Yeah. Oh. That's good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what the fuck is that dessert pizza? Is that cactus? Yeah, it's, uh, they call it cactus bread because it's because it's a pizza ranch. Oh God! So, God, I fucking love that shit. I need to tell you how much I love it before you tell me why I can never go again. <laughs> Dessert pizza, yeah, it's it's great. I I was raised on Pizza Hut buffet on Sundays. They only offered it on Sundays, but like Pizza Hut buffet. That was the shit back in the day, and like it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's barely any Pizza Huts where you can even like sit yeah. inside anymore. Yeah, there's very few anymore. But um, Pizza Ranch is definitely a step below that. But I'd say it's a step. It's disgusting. It's a step above CC's. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I I'd mean, agree. it's it horrifies me to think of. It was just like if we were going to go to a restaurant. I was we were a family of eight, so it had to be the cheapest way you could get the largest amount of food. Oh yeah. Shoveled into a bunch of kids. Yeah. The fucking like garnishes and sneeze guard, mm-hmm. and I just like <laughs> such and the like fucking tacky decor <laughs> and like man, I just yeah love pizza. When my uh, I haven't added in ten years. Uh, when my grandparents were alive, and I'm originally from Washington, Iowa, um, when they were alive, like five, I don't know, they died pretty recently, but. Um, when they were still alive, whenever we would gather to meet in Washington, we would uh, always meet at the pizza ranch. And, uh, that's kind of the thing. Like they always have like a side room that you can rent out for like $20 or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. So I know I can never eat there again after this. So I just want to say how much (laughs) I love it before we get started. And I'm, so I feel like deep shame. (laughs) Can you carry out those fucking dessert pizzas? I mean, I'm sure you could. (laughs) Yeah. If I called it, I'm going to call right now before you tell me all about stuff about Pizza Ranch so I can get one back, one last dessert pizza. Actually, since we're talking about uh, pizza buffets, um, I never get this opportunity, so I'm going to shout something out. Uh, we've alluded to this before, but I spent a few years as a child living in Nebraska. I think I'm the only uh, member of the show who has ever lived outside of Iowa. Is that right? <laughs> I think that's true. Uh, yeah, that's for yeah. me at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so. When I was growing up in Lincoln, we also went to buffets very frequently for the same reasons Natalie was saying, uh, you know, family with not a lot of money, uh, you can get a whole bunch of food for cheap. So we went to buffets a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out a uh, Lincoln, Nebraska staple, Valentino's. That's a quality buffet. So if anybody listens to the show ever, ever visits and you are wanting a buffet, check out Valentino's. It gets the Justin Comer seal of approval. Uh, you're advertising for a Nebraska <laughs> restaurant? Yeah. This is a real betrayal of the show, but yes. This uh, is a violation. <laughs> We're like, going to have to kick okay, you off. Small, you're not host anymore. Buffets are disgusting. <laughs> buffets are always disgusting. So, But listen, what kind of food is Valentino's? It's largely the same as like a pizza ranch. Just like it's a, a pizza buffet. Italian focus, but also just like a little bit of everything. Okay. I'll go there. Hey, do you guys remember Ryan's? Oh, yeah. Ryan's Steakhouse. <laughs> Dude, are buffets even going to be a thing after the coronavirus? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. Rest in it's peace, so Golden gross. Corral. <laughs> <laughs> that Ryan's Steakhouse. Oh, my God, God. dude. 
Yeah, we were. Yeah, I, I grew up pretty poor, so buffets were definitely a staple. Yeah. 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 All right. So since I've I've been I've violated the rules of the show, I'm no longer the host. Evan. You yeah, I'm gonna host, take over so. as host. <laughs> All right. So I found some more information about the uh, origins of Pizza Ranch on a uh, listicle, a blog, a listicle advertisement <laughs> called 13 <laughs> Facts About Pizza Ranch" that will have you saying "Yeehaw." <laughs> <laughs> On uh, some blog called, uh, I don't know, oh, Taste of Home, which I'm sure is just, yeah, some fucking content farm bullshit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Pizza Ranch was founded by Adri Gronewig at age 19 in Hull, Iowa. Uh, his dad apparently signed a bank loan for him at 18% interest, which is uh, pretty steep. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Um, his parents came up with a Western idea and they have, uh, 200 locations in over 14 States, including like over 70 in Iowa. Jeez. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that widespread. Yeah. They uh, are starting to branch out into the South, I guess. But, um, they are a explicitly Christian organization and their purpose is to glorify God by impacting the world. And they host fundraising events for schools, churches, and emergency services. Mm -hmm. And their goal is to give every guest a legendary experience. <laughs> I say they Their succeed. goal is to yeah. make you as full for as little money as possible. Yeah, exactly. Like, just make yourself throw up on pizza <laughs> for the cheapest amount possible. <laughs> yeah. I call that a legendary experience. Yeah, that's it's yeah, pretty that's legendary. True. Oh, my God. There's one so close to me. I, I was going to look. I, I haven't seen one in Des Moines. It's not really a Des Moines kind of restaurant. <laughs> there, but I'm sure there, there is are. One. Yeah. Do you want to go to Pizza Ranch with me, Evan? <laughs> After the quarantine, sure. Absolutely. Well, wait. We'll see. <laughs> so um, Pizza Ranch is like ubiquitous in every small town, like we said. And so it kind of became associated with the Iowa caucuses because uh, Mike Huckabee himself, this is from a USA Today article from 2015 before the 2016 primaries, Mike Huckabee said that he largely won it because of pizza ranches all over the state. <laughs> um, he created the pizza ranch strategy, and a lot of people have copied it since then. There, his 2008 campaign manager said the people who go to a pizza ranch or go through the buffet with their families were Mike Huckabee-type voters. Um, they have little side rooms, like I said, that you can rent out. Um, they talked to some of his campaign managers. He says, you get a couple pizzas in one of those side rooms, you might get a little action. <laughs> and uh, Eric Wilson, a longtime campaign operator, says, I remember Mount Pleasant. Good Lord, every stop in the Northwest. Typically, if I had the pizza ranch option, I was using it. <laughs> so these are some serious, hardcore political operatives who are just like plotting their plan for domination over the country, like in one pizza ranch side room at a time. Yeah, they like Pizza Ranch is like the number one venue for their events. It <laughs> yeah. sounds like people are sucking dick in the side room. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, They're using we'll the see. side room for high rollers. <laughs> uh, in 2012, the trend broke open. M Michelle Bachman spoke at 20 pizza ranches within 12 days. Oh, I days. forgot that crazy bitch. What up, yeah. Michelle Bachman? <laughs> 20 pizza ranches in 12 days. Damn. Um, the day before Santorum edged out uh, Mitt Romney, he spoke at three pizza ranches, and at one of those pizza ranches, they named a salad after him, the Santorum <laughs> salad, which if you know the yeah. dictionary definition of Santorum, that is not a salad that you're, you're going to want to order <laughs> when you go to that pizza ranch. Yeah. Um, this article is from 2012, but uh, 2016, Trump made one appearance at a pizza ranch, but that was enough to earn him the endorsement of Adri Gronewig, the... Uh, 
Oh, he didn't need to show up at all. He was racist as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy, Adrian Gronowig, the CEO and founder, had also given money to Huckabee in the past. It's worth noting, though, that Trump, he came in second in the Iowa caucus in 2016. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe... true. Ted Cruz went to more pizza ranches. Yeah, someone. I'm, I I'm, I'm reading the reviews of <laughs> oh, our yeah. local pizza ranch, and it's so funny. The name Pizza Ranch is very misleading, and probably costs this restaurant thousands of dollars a day uh. <laughs> because their buffet has things other than pizza in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is pizza. <laughs> they do heavily advertise the chicken <laughs> over the pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like they're lying about having pizza. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love these reviews. <laughs> um, in 2012, every Republican candidate made a pizza ranch appearance, except for one, mm. Mitt Romney. Mm. And the reason, Romney's second presidential campaign intentionally avoided the chain because of a scandal surrounding one of its co-founders. I thought there was only one co-founder, according to 13 Facts about Pizza <laughs> Ranch, that had the same yeehaw. To- 13 Facts. I assume this is because uh, Romney's a Mormon, so it's like a moral thing. Yeah. Um, I also believe Jeb Bush didn't make any stops there in 2016 for the same reason, which just shows how out of touch yeah, weak. they are with the Republican base. Someone you know? gave it one star because of the inaccessibility if you're diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you eat a pizza ranch what, if you're it- diabetic? Inaccessibility? How does that like? like I'm sure no, there's food there that a diabetic can eat. There's no option. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> they have like salad. Sorry. I assume. <laughs> I'm awesome. Yeah, listening. salad would this work. This is just funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So there was a second co-founder, um, Lawrence Vander Esch, and the scandal was That's in 2000. What? Evander Esch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2001, he was convicted of four counts of third-degree sexual abuse and oh sentenced to 10 God. years in prison. Damn. Yeah, Natalie, I'm sorry. You're going to have to... This is where it gets dark. So, like, if anyone's listening and they don't like dark yeah, stuff, then... Yeah, can you then, do a content uh, warning due to fucking Tara Reed. Content warning sexual abuse. Yeah. It's probably appropriate. I'll put it in the description, too, okay. so people know ahead of time. Vander Esch admitted to coercing teenage male employees at the Pizza Ranch in Hull to donate semen samples for a University of Iowa medical research project. After collecting the samples, Vander Esch would later tell the boys that their sperm counts were not high enough to be paid for the samples. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that is horrifying. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like, and he was in a position of power. There were at least 23 witnesses who had agreed to testify at his trial, and the people who first complained the families who first complained went directly to the iowa department of criminal investigation instead of the local police and this might have something to do with it uh before he turned himself in vander esch resigned from pizza ranch resigned as a chairman of the sioux county republican party resigned as the sioux county jail committee oh um, my god board and resigned as whole city councilman so this is a guy who is like heavily involved in Republican pro- uh, Republican politics in this county, which is like Steve King County, like eighty yeah, percent yeah. Republican. Yeah, the Republican like, Party is very powerful over there. Yeah, there's no way a Democrat would even have a chance of of winning in any of these races. Um, so that puts the Pizza Ranch was founded in 1981, which means that he was 34 at the time. Um, Adrian Gernaweg was 19. And also, mm-hmm. at the time, in 1981, I don't know what business he was involved in, but he actually had already, Van Der Esch had already been serving as the Sioux County Republican chairman for five years. Okay. So, like, he had joined, or he had become the chairman of the Iowa Republican Party in this extremely pro-Republican state, or county, 
at like late 20s. Yeah. Oh my God. Think of all the people he had access to. Yeah. Like I said, 23 people had already testified or had agreed to testify against him, which he, mm-hmm. he pled out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, 10 years. And I found a connected case to this um, from iowacoldcases.org um, oh, really? in 1982. Wow. Yeah. So this is a little bit more into the um, kind of corruption and, and shit, but his um, cousin Darwin Vander Esch um, in 1982, which was one year after Pizza Ranch was founded, um, shot and killed his wife while Ugh. they were she was playing with their 16 month old son. Oh my god, dude! Like in their backyard, and they were both like 19, had just graduated from high school. Darwin's senior interview specifically mentioned that he loved to trap and hunt, and that he had been hunting since like age five. Yeah. Um. The county attorney was like investigating the case with the Iowa Department of Criminal Investigation, but he was not provided police reports from the sheriff's office. So like no law enforcement reports made it to him. Darwin failed a polygraph test and they had a, a grand jury called, but then the grand jury records disappeared from the courthouse. Oh my God. And the uh, county attorney who was investigating the case like originally he was like in the middle of an election year and he lost the Republican primary and then eventually lost his seat to the guy who went on to charge Larry Vander Esch with all the, uh, the sexual abuse stuff. Right. Right. But he never filed charge against Darwin because the police officers who were investigating the case had to work with a sheriff first. And guess who the sheriff was? Uh, Jim Schwiesenau or Schwiesau, <laughs> who was in Lawrence Vander Esch's circle. So obviously he was a Larry Lawrence was the chair of the Republican Party, and there is this Republican county sheriff uh-huh. who is investigating the murder of his cousin's wife. Larry is Darwin's cousin? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Darwin is Larry's cousin. Larry was one of the co founders of Pizza Ranch, right? Yeah, Larry was the co founder. Yeah, okay. the Republican Party guy who obviously like put a lot of money into it. And I mean you can only make a guess about his relationship with Adri, right. but like it's pretty fucking suspect given what we know about him. Mm-hmm. So um, basically there were cops who were trying to bring homicide charges against him. And of course they needed to cooperate with the sheriff to get that, but they said that they were retaliated against. Yeah. And there is a uh, former elected official involved in the investigation said that we need whistleblower protection and meaningful first amendment protection and a way to go to, the uh, Iowa Department of Criminal Investigation without going through the sheriff or the county attorney or the police. Because obviously, in this case, it's like local good old boys, just like local police corruption type shit, where it seems like like this guy obviously knew how to hunt. Like, he knew what he was doing. There's a lot of questions about, like, why you're carrying a loaded rifle, like, around your wife and son. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And this Shuisau sheriff is, like, a lunatic, basically, who was in the middle of a federal court case against a guy who was arrested at his mother's funeral and said that they were there's a warrant out for his dad's arrest who had the same name as him, and they apparently arrested um, the son illegally. I couldn't find the outcome of that case, but like it seems pretty close because like his dad was later arrested on the exact same warrant. And just like the the gall to arrest someone at their funeral, mother's funeral. Yeah, it's fucked up. Just insane. Um, this guy also had written in the uh, 
Northwest Iowa Review that Y2K was a punishment from God. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that, yeah, it was a punishment for America's wicked ways, our persistent unfaithfulness, uh, decades of idolatry, Sabbath breaking, abortion, <laughs> messianic view of government, broken marriages, rampant immorality, and sad to say, much of the Christian church losing its savor, um, saying precious little about many of these things and neglecting to bring the light of God's word to these matters. This was the sheriff that wrote all that? Yeah, this is the sheriff. He's hanging out with the child molester head of the Pizza Ranch. Mm-hmm. He In 2003, his deputy was going to run for his seat, and he immediately, the day after, um, put in paperwork to demote him and tried twice to cut his pay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and was overruled by the Board of Supervisors, who still, like, deducted the pay. <laughs> Like, they still lowered his pay, but not as much. They wouldn't demote him, but they still <laughs> docked his pay? No, no, he still got demoted, but he, okay. his pay wasn't docked as badly as Shuisao wanted <laughs> oh, it to be. So, so st- still docked, but not as much. <laughs> yeah, not as badly. Yeah, um, and he said that the reason why is because of uh, Dan Altina, the guy who was running against him, had a bad attitude. There were no pleasantries, no conversation, and no information giving as to his coming and going. So he just... Like, <laughs> made up some bullshit right yeah he's he's rude to me so yeah he also um filed first degree murder charges against a attendant at a nursing home but he did not tell the current it was a different attorney different um county attorney but he did not tell her and like illegally filed these charges against this woman um went through his office instead of the like actual county attorney office which needed to sign off on the charges and then he refused to meet with the county attorney about it. And he went on to lose his seat to the guy who was his deputy, who he tried to demote. Nice. Good job, deputy. Yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then the original attorney, Harold Postma, the guy who was um, investigating a case with Darwin Vander Esch, um, killing his wife, um, he said that after he had left the state that he, county officials like repeatedly changed his driving records to force him into court to come back to the state and like fuck with him (laughs) like in retaliation for trying to investigate like well he he, you know he cooperated with the uh iowa criminal or cold case review but um he said that he still like fears for his loved one's safety still and yeah still um and this shuisao guy after he lost office he just went on to like I, i don't know what he did after that but he wrote a bunch of blogs and he's saying like basically like all of the most hardcore conservative conspiracy theory shit that like the roman empire collapsed due to a contagion of homosexuality and (laughs) effeminacy how long ago Uh, did he uh lose his seat uh 2004 was when he lost his seat okay is he still around is he like still posting or uh he is dead now but you can find some of his blog postings um nice he also said that he believed that Abraham Lincoln was the biggest American tyrant to ever live <laughs> and that uh, Obama was a similar kind of dictator and like all this shit about how like Obama like hated Israel, you know, just like pretty standard, <laughs> yeah. like super far right, like Christian fundamentalist shit, like Obama's Muslim, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And uh, he also waged a 2012 write-in campaign to get his county sheriff seat back and he lost <laughs> <laughs> the times moved on, so this sh- insane shit that flew in the 80s did not fly in 2000s, or 2010. Oh. Um, and then he just died last year. 
Rest in peace. Yeah. And so Darwin, the actual guy who had killed his wife, yeah. he went on to move west and set up two different companies that were like guide and outfitting companies for big game hunts. So he like took people out on hunts and then oh. like put up pictures of like dead brown bears and polar bears and like wolves and shit that people had hunted. Like and he helped them kill, which is like the most in touch thing to do if you like just killed your wife. Right, yeah. Like everyone, with the gun. Everyone knows what you did with the gun, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that he would move away, obviously. But um, <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say he was putting up pictures of dead relatives. <laughs> mm, no, not quite. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's like so on the nose. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. But good news is that he apparently had gotten his license from the Alaska Department of Commerce, Community, and Economic Development Division of Corporations and Business and Professional Licensing <laughs> for Big Game Commercial Services Board. And so, what state was he operating in? Alaska and Idaho. So he had okay. like two different businesses yeah. um, that he ran with another guy who took over after he lost his license for lying. <laughs> I assume about killing his wife. Yeah, I would. I would guess. Like it doesn't say for certain, but he was found guilty of getting his license through fraud, deceit, or misrepresentation. Right. So he he lied about his uh, criminal record, I assume. I'm guessing. Even though he didn't, he never was never charged. Like they never charged him. There was like a bunch of detectives, like I said, who um, had assumed that it was a homicide and like, it seems pretty suspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And so final thing was that Larry Vanderesh, the actual pizza ranch co-founder, who had um, molested all those boys was actually released in 2006 because the Iowa Supreme Court ruled that if a defendant deceives a victim in order to get consent and perform a sex act when the real purpose is for sexual gratification, that consent is valid and doesn't constitute sexual abuse, which like seems like the most insane shit yeah, ever. Can, can you read that again? Yeah, it, it says, if a defendant deceives a victim in order to get consent to perform a sex act when the real purpose is for sexual gratification, that consent is valid and doesn't constitute sexual abuse. Which What? I looked up the court ruling, and it was like a case where someone had raped a woman, and she thought it was her boyfriend or something. It was like a literally like... Revenge of the Nerds situation, which is also rape. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone knows at this point. Yeah. But, like, I I cannot believe that. So, like, this ruling was in 2006, and um, Larry Lawrence Van Der Esch got out, like, later that year. So the idea is if you consent to sex and it's not the same person? What? If, If you receive consent by deceit, basically, then it's still valid consent. Right. So if you lie in order to get consent, which is like, that's not, that's insane. I don't know if there's been any other rulings or anything since then. Didn't you say that the the people that he deceived were underage also? Yeah. I mean, that should count for something. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm, I mean, I... Are they over 16? I, 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 let me double check on that. I, I believe, I mean, they were... Like high schoolers at Pizza Ranch, so yeah, like they, they were some of them 16. probably were of age, no, but were yeah, I would assume that not age, all of them. The age of consent is sixteen, and if yeah. they were working, they were sixteen, so they're still kids. But oh, you can work at fourteen though in Iowa. Yeah, um, I started working at fourteen. I started working at fifteen, but it was under the table. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, I apparently uncovered a bunch of corruption within the, uh, like, I, I assume that in the case of them, like, charging Lawrence, like I said, the same guy who beat the county attorney who was originally going to prosecute the case against Darwin, mm-hmm. uh, I assume had his hand p- twisted, or his arm twisted into, well, I mean, like, there's 23 witnesses or whatever, so, like, I'm sure yeah. they couldn't plausibly, like, not charge him. But apparently also, like I said, like literally had like grand jury records disappear. The sheriff's office never provided records of like law enforcement officials. Like they like intentionally botched the case to protect this guy because he was like family connection with the fucking pizza ranch owner who also happened to be a fucking pedophile. So like don't go to pizza ranch. It's got some dark shit behind it. You might be fooled by their chicken in their western theme you started this off saying that this was the reason that mitt romney did not go to a pizza ranch yeah. correct i am right, well pr- i yeah. am uninviting to you to the pizza ranch on 86th <laughs> in urbandale evan i'm sorry yeah i i've only been to pizza ranch like three or four times and those like i said were for my family gatherings <laughs> so <laughs> i don't have any plans to go back um but it is very insane that i mean the fact that it's so closely tied in with Republican politics in this state Is that and that it has that dark Is of that a history. Insane? You're right. It's not <laughs> pretty sure that's the entire Republican party and half the Democrats. Did you see that the mm. ice cream thing with Joe Biden is tied in with Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? Are people just messing around with that? No. Dead I don't serious, know the actual dude. connection, but yeah, there is an actual connection. The like, I Jenny's- assume there was a joke. <laughs> The, like, Jenny's place. I'll send it to you. Anyway. Glad to know. So, yeah. um, I I don't know. I mean, it's good. Like I said, this article is on the iowacoldcases.org website. Um, They have a lot of information there. Um, People still do care about this shit. Like, it's fucked. Like like I said, the county attorney who was investigating the case, like, reluctantly agreed to participate with this article. Mm -hmm. And... uh, like I said, yeah, like it has been retaliated against, like claimed to be retaliated against. Okay, quick note. It was Nancy Pelosi. The ice cream in her fridge comes from the Epstein-Wexner people. No, no, there's a Biden connection too because his campaign has spent thousands of dollars yeah. on the same ice cream brand. It's connected. Fucking no matter where you pull. If you pull Pizza Ranch, <laughs> you pull fucking ice cream, it always ends up back at fucking, fucking pedophiles. Like yeah, Pizza Ranch does have ice cream too, but it's soft serve, so I don't I don't know if it's the same. <laughs> Dude, fuck Pizza Ranch! I'm never going there. I'm so sorry that I invited you and also asked if their breakfast pizza was there for takeout. <laughs> I'm just a little bit surprised that you like it that much. I mean, it's 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 nostalgia. It's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, exactly. It's just dis- yeah. it's disgusting. It's just like what we were able to afford with so many kids growing up. So like when we went out to eat, that's what we did. So it's like a oh, good, yeah. good memory or whatever. I haven't eaten it in 10 years. They have a um, prayer submission form on their website. So oh. I would suggest going there and pray for Lawrence Vander Esch and his eternal soul. <laughs> Guys, anyone who's listening to this, I understand that we only have like probably influence over a dozen people, but everyone go to their <laughs> website and send in something and then post screenshots on Twitter, please. <laughs> Um, so this is on the cold case website. Uh, the cold case in question was Darwin's wife's death, correct? Yeah, L- okay. Lisa Ann Vander Esch. Got it. And it's all cited. There's a bunch of like old newspaper articles 
um, that are all imaged on their website. So after Darwin like dodged the charges, was there any further investigation in that case? No, there is no charges ever filed in the case. It just died because they, the county attorney who was prosecuting it got, he got fucking bamboozled by the sheriff, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like they fucking, they worked it. And the, yeah, like I said, the Shuisao guy is like a fucking nutcase, like over the top. What's the fucking point, you know? In what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm real dark, guys. <laughs> my uncle my uncle compared us being mean to Joe Biden to Emmett Till's death. So I'm not oh, in a great no. spot. Yeah. 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 After I asked him, I told him three times that like um it was very triggering to me and he needed to get the fuck out of the thread. So oh my God. this is on Facebook. So I now no longer have a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the summation of this but you will be missed <laughs> everything is so bad it's so bad tara reed is telling the truth and if you don't believe us stop like listening to the show oh um that is absolutely true and that shit is fucked and it's gonna be a fucking tough fucking several months yeah i doubt anyone listening to us is uh feels any differently but if you do yeah fuck you fuck you <laughs> give us money though now, and now that listen. there's like hard <laughs> evidence corroborating it like yeah. there's no excuse for these people mm-hmm. they're still doing it though it's awful um i did want to mention one other thing about pizza ranch yeah. um there was an article in splinter which rest in peace um r.i.p splinter r.i.p splinter um but before the 2020 caucuses in march they had a reporter hamilton nolan go out to iowa and dine at pizza ranch for a week straight which Ew. like salute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i respect it but i'm personally offended by this article like i said i think splinter is a good good website um had some good articles and some important like alternative journalism but um they had some like pretty bad characterizations uh, characterizations of Des Moines. Mm. Um, they said Des Moines is a city that lives up to its reputation and nothing more. Even if you know intellectually that most Des Moines residents are not fresh scrubbed, pink cheeked, hearty Midwestern corn eaters <laughs> with jobs in the insurance industry, <laughs> you could be forgiven for believing it was so. Which I find that's like a personal attack. <laughs> it's literally you. That's <laughs> it, it, it's literally me down to the pink pink cheeks. Yeah. And it's fucking offensive. I don't like these stereotypes of Midwestern people, specifically Iowans. You're like, I don't think it's you're fair. You're like the picture when you pull up Midwesterner. There you are. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. My company mostly does annuities, not life insurance, buddy. <laughs> Excuse me, I do annuities. Also, he says, on the Sunday I arrived, there was a single Starbucks open downtown, and inside were all 43 of the city's yuppies. And that is a bald-faced lie. There are at least 10,000 yuppies There's in this so town. There's so many yuppies. There's probably, mind. like, 25,000 yuppies. There There's, like, so more yuppies, yuppies here. Less so in... Well, okay, they they are in downtown Des Moines, but they commuted there from West Des Moines or Ankeny or Waukee or Urbandale yep, or Clive is, or Grimes. Yuppie Central. Fuck you if you don't think there's yuppies here. <laughs> there are so many yuppies here, motherfucker. <laughs> yuppies are not, like, confined to the coasts. Right? It's yeah. like... And and this is like like fucking gentrification central too, like downtown and stuff. Like we are not all Evan. <laughs> However, he does go on to like slay Raygun and, and make fun of them a bunch, 
which is good. And then he talks to some DSA people. It's a very splinter article, oh, nice. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's good, but I suppose. But He doesn't like Pizza Ranch. I think he's justified in that, but not in the slander of Midwestern citizens of Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, fuck Pizza Ranch. And I wouldn't like Pizza Ranch if I went as an adult. It's just like when it's the only time you get to go out to a restaurant. It was that in IHOP. You just have really good associations with that. Because it's hard, it's really hard to feed a huge family for less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I, IHOP has a uh, free kids meals on a certain day, correct? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. guess Ooh. who went with two adults and six kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's exactly why we went to IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> this guy also says that he saw a Pizza Ranch branded suicide helpline flyer on the um, like corkboard outside the like in the entrance. And apparently he talked to Andrew Yang at a pizza ranch. And this was like yeah, early. This is like March 2015. <laughs> yeah. So like Andrew Yang was like basically unknown at this point. Right. He was the only guy out there. Like he announced really early. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't appreciate the John Delaney erasure. <laughs> That's true. John Delaney had them all beat. You're right. <laughs> I think Yang was second though. Yeah, I'm sure he was. But um, he tried to bait Yang into saying something bad about Pizza Ranch, but Yang wouldn't do it, <laughs> which is <laughs> smart, yeah. so Yang. <laughs> he he uh, even said that he would consider bringing his kids back uh, to Pizza Ranch for spring break. Okay, yeah, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got his Rest CNN peace, job. Andrew Yang. And he's yeah, he's living living life now. I mean, he's been catching some heat for his controversial, cowardly takes about Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's got that CNN job, so he's he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he got a job in Joe Biden's administration if that comes to, to pass. <laughs> right. It's a, there's a big hurdle to pass first. He'll be the director of Common Core Math. <laughs> <laughs> the official cabinet position. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, even though we, uh, we went to some dark places, we had some some pretty horrifying material i think that was a pretty fun episode this is the all republican nutcase episode (laughs) yeah yeah never forget that the republicans are worse yeah Yeah. never forget that every small town in iowa or every small town in america has like rampant crime and corruption just happening under the nose yeah of the citizens yeah i mean you've all seen twin peaks it's it's like that everywhere yeah so listen so we rag on the democrats the most because they're the only ones with any potential to be better but never forget that the republicans are the most evil people yeah just like never forget that the republican party is simply a money laundering and um child pornography like (laughs) institution it exists Mm -hmm. to to wash your russian oligarch money and then hide your child pedophilia ring never forget that just because we rag on the dnc which is a corrupt organization um on behalf of wall street but they they don't do as much Mm. child sex (laughs) yeah i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) don't ever think that we don't hate the republicans more yeah from a big picture, they're pretty much the same, but up close, uh, the Democrats are better on, like, they support basically the same ideas that Republicans support, like American imperialism and capitalism is great and all this shit, but not to the same extent. They at least have some guilt about it. Yeah, there <laughs> are of. some really good human beings that exist within the Democratic Party. Vote for Liz Bennett if you live in Cedar Rapids. I love her. So I think she has a, a challenger. 
So regardless, there are some really good humans in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party is for people who put their dicks in dead pig's mouths. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll second that. I think uh, I think this was a fun episode and I think we've, we've established something good for the show. I think with that uh, investigative report from Evan, we have successfully pivoted to a true crime podcast, uh, which means that our <laughs> listenership and our profitability will be tripling within the week i think uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next time it'll be all all iowa true crime all the time <laughs> that's what the show is from now on it's just we're just a true crime podcast now so now maybe my wife will listen to us listen, Whatever happened, I uh, love Ju- judy uh hughes and Trute. yes <laughs> i fucking love true crime don't even don't even ashley solidarity you're right no, not, it's awesome i'm not i'm, not I'm sorry actually, it's jody jody he's in truth yeah i'm not not her name me. wrong i'm just i'm just saying like i think it's That's great where the money is. people listen to us and give us more money <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't we have some more uh patreon content we do in the speaking pipeline of, speaking of money uh i just recorded the seventh episode of the willie wilden review part of the Dobrain book club with a friend of the show tony lucurdo his first appearance on the Rock Hard Caucus. Young Tony. Extended universe family. Uh, he's a Massachusetts resident, so one of our rare non-Iowan guests. <laughs> uh, and I think the book review series is going really well. I think anyone who listens to our regular show would enjoy it. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash rockhardcaucus. If you give us as little as $1 per month, you can gain access to all the bonus content we've created uh, in addition to the book review, we've also got the Toxic Feminine Mystique series that Natalie does with Stella. Yes, and we're doing a new one soon. I just We were planning to do it yesterday, and then I was just fucking losing it about the Tara Reed shit, and I am really trying to figure out how to be healthy doing this for the next six months. So um, we will be your problematic favorite women. We'll be back very soon to make nice. sex work jokes and say the word bitch a lot. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since we had one of those installments. So look yeah. forward to that, everybody. Yeah, yes. we need more Stella on the main podcast, too, oh to be God. honest. She's so fucking funny. She's the funniest person on the pod. I think there's some heavy competition for that, <laughs> that role. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. So... You guys have anything else you want to throw in? Fuck the GOP. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that works. That's a good note to go out on. Fuck the GOP. Tara Reid is telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. There's a Larry King video of her mother calling in, if you haven't seen it. like, There's pretty strong evidence in I, her favor. I urge you to work through your cognitive dissonance about Me Too, if you're a liberal who's so inclined to disbelieve Tara Reid. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this installment of Rock Hard Caucus. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. If you're getting mighty hungry, well, the best in the country is Pizza Ranch. You'll be feeling really great when you're filling up your plate at Pizza Ranch. Because life tastes better down at Pizza Ranch. Pizza Ranch. A legend in the heartland. Come meet our friendly ranch hands Where life tastes better down at the pizza ranch
It's where life tastes better So round them up and head her down to the pizza ranch Whoa, that's good.